Welcome back to the My Rowlett Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Rabelais, and today we have our city secretary, Laura Hallmark, here to talk to us about some election stuff that is coming up. So get your calendars out because May 6th is a big day that you will not want to miss because we're going to ask you to go to the polls and vote on several different things. But we're going to really focus on the charter amendments and then briefly touch on the general election today with our guest, Ms. Laura Hallmark. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you here and all your knowledge and you just, you do so much as a city secretary. So before we kind of dive into the main topic of the show, I would love if you could share with our listeners, what do you do? What What is a city secretary in the first place? Because you do <laughs> so much. I don't even know fully what you do. So Some days I don't. <laughs> Please enlighten us. (laughs) So in different cities, the city secretaries or municipal clerks, as they're called in some towns, wear many different hats and it's not a cookie cutter job description. So for each city, it's individualized. For the city of Rowlett, one of the most important things that I do, as well as my office, is to support city council and providing them what they need in order to make the decisions for the citizens and residents of Rowlett. And one of the things, most importantly, which brings me here today, is I serve as the city's election official, which means I coordinate the elections, whether it be for city council or special items such that we're going to talk about today. Great. Well, that is, you made that so succinct, but it's a lot. You do a lot. You're every time I walk by y'all's office, like there is something going on. There's something being printed. Like Y'all do a lot. And you sit at all the city council meetings. Like you are very very involved. So thank you for all that you do and helping us get this election together because it's so important for our citizens. So yeah, so the Rowlett City Council has ordered special elections for, we have a home rule charter amendments, a facility bond proposition to be held in conjunction with the general election for city council. So first, what is a home rule charter? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) So basically, just like the United States has a constitution, The Home Rule Charter is the city's constitution. In the state of Texas, there are two types of cities, a general law and a home rule charter. We are a home rule charter city, so that governs what we can do. So is this the first time that we've had a charter amendment election? It's actually not. Okay. And you may amend the charter, but only by the approval of the voters of the city. And so... State law states that you may review your charter at least every five years, but no more often than two years. So last summer, we had our mayor pro tem, Jeff Winget, along with council member Gallowardi Mm -hmm. and deputy mayor pro tem Schinder presented to council the idea of reviewing the charter at this time. And that's how we came into this process. Gotcha. So this is actually the 10th charter amendment election that we've had. And the charter was first established in 1979. Okay. So since that time, this is the 10th one that we're going for. Wow. Okay. So this doesn't really happen often. I mean, it does every so, but it's a great opportunity (laughs) to let your voice be heard. And and just like the, the state or U.S. Constitution, it's not written in stone. It can be a fluid document. So this allows for making appropriate changes because things don't stay the same. Right. (laughs) Things change. (laughs) And so this helps keep the city prepared for the business that needs to be conducted to enable us to facilitate the needs of our residents. Awesome. 
So let's talk about the proposed amendments themselves. So let's go through. There's Prop A through Prop F. So kick us off. Where do you want to begin? Well, how about at the beginning? Perfect. In chronological order. Well, let's try. And Laura came prepared today. She has a PowerPoint. I know. So, so those good. listening, tune into the YouTube channel to view the full presentation. Right, exactly. And we'll also link it in your show notes too. So. <laughs> So Proposition A discusses the city council vacancies and attendance. Okay. So the way it currently reads is if they fail to attend three consecutive regular meetings of the city council without being excused, so an unexcused absence, they shall be declared vacated by a majority vote of the city council. Or if they remain absent for six consecutive regular meetings, they shall have deemed forfeited their seat. So what this proposition does is not only regular meetings, but it adds the count for special meetings. Because once elected, attendance at meetings is expected. Right. In order to conduct the business of the city, meetings or regular meetings are held on the first and third Tuesdays of each month. But there are several occasions when it's necessary to hold special meetings. Um, in fact, over the last few years, council has met more than 45 times over wow. the year. <laughs> really? Is that, a no, lot. is that a lot for this? Is it special to the unique to this set of council members we have? No, or? it's actually been consistent over the last several years. Wow. Um, so if someone tells you, hey, you want to run for council? It's only, you know, 24 meetings a year. Well, no, it's a little bit more involved in that. And Wow. That's why adding this of special meetings, because regular meetings are important, right. but just and special meetings are just as integral a part of city business as the regular meetings. And including special meetings in this count is a reflection of that. Wow, interesting. So, so our regular meetings happen the first and third Tuesday mm -hmm. of the month. So that is just, that's standard. That happens across the board. Right. And so why would a special, so for those who don't know, why would a special meeting be called? Like what is usually talked about in those? It's just different different topics that range from coming from the regular sessions or can you just explain the, the importance of special meetings sometimes? So in our 24 meetings a year, there's only at the most two, two and a half hours of time to discuss in a work session, the business of the city. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so much that goes on in a city that there's, you need more time. For example, specifically during the budget process, mm. we have two days of full day meetings to discuss, you know, priorities and things of right. that nature. There are throughout the year, <clears throat> special topics may come up that need to be addressed that can't wait for a regular meeting gotcha. or that would take longer to discuss things like special projects or special executive sessions, things of that nature. Okay, interesting. I learned so much. I'm already <laughs> learning so much. We're about five minutes in, Drew. <laughs> Great. So that's it for Prop A. Is there anything else yes. that you want? Okay, perfect. So what is Prop B? Prop B discusses meetings of the city council. <clears throat> so currently it states that a majority of the council members may call a special meeting. Well, a majority is four. Okay. Which is also a quorum. So according to the Open Meetings Act, 
if you have four council members discussing city business mm-hmm. outside of a meeting, it's a violation of that act. So the way the current city charter is worded, it they're not able to do that. Gotcha. So by changing the suggested proposition, changed it changes it to three council members instead of a majority, which keeps them out of trouble. Gotcha. So we're protecting <laughs> and, ourselves. And we're, our council members, <laughs> yes, our, yes. yes. So they're keeping in line with state law. So Great. the addition that that change would mean that the mayor, the city manager, or three council members could call a special meeting. Excellent. Okay, well, that sounds like a very important one to me. <laughs> Great. What do, what do we have in Proposition C? So Proposition C talks about the municipal court and the clerk, specifically the appointment of the clerk. So the change would actually return the verbiage to the previous version of the charter, which was amended in 2021, uh, changing the appointment of the clerk and deputy clerks to be by the chief judge. So since 2003, the verbiage had them appointed by the city manager. Prior to that, the city secretary or other individual appointed by council served in the capacity of court clerk. So in keeping with state law, also the city manager is listed as the one who would appoint the clerk. But this verbiage not only states would revert back to the previous that the city manager, but it also states the city manager with input from the chief judge. So it wouldn't just be a blind appointment. So Proposition D also deals with the municipal court and specifically the municipal judge. The current verbiage simply states the removal or termination of any municipal judge shall be done in accordance with state law. Well, state law allows for the removal from court in one of three ways. Would be according to the city's charter. Okay. A state commission the Commission on Judicial Conduct, or by a state district judge once a lawsuit is filed. The two alternatives actually prevent our city council from making this decision and are difficult, uncertain, and expensive Mm. to to take on. Okay. So the city council appoints five positions in the city. The city manager, the city secretary, city attorney, the municipal judge, and the prosecutor. Okay. So they appoint the municipal judge, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the ability to remove the municipal judge, Hmm. according to state law, the way it currently stands. Okay. So this charter is proposing, in accordance with state law, to put in the option for the council to remove the judge. Gotcha. Now, this is something that the council did not take lightly when it was one of the things that they asked the commission, the Charter Mm -hmm. Review Commission to review. And the commission also did not take this lightly. And that can be seen in their discussions if you want to review their meeting videos. Okay. And as well as the inclusion of a two-thirds majority vote of the council, not simply a majority, which would be four. So a two-thirds would be five members versus a simple majority, which would be four. And also the requirement that they conduct a hearing. So those, it wasn't simply, you know, we, four people say the judge is out. It was adding these specific items as well. So again, it's not something that they would take lightly. It's not something that they would go willy-nilly. Right, right. So it's, it's a serious issue. 
Yes. Great. So we have next proposition E. 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 So this specifically deals with the Charter Review Commission itself. Okay. And their scope. So this recommendation would allow the commission to review more than what the city council requests. When the city council appoints a charter review commission, they give them a scope of review. So we want you to to review one, two, and three. Mm. This would allow the commission, in addition to one, two, and three, they would be able to review other things in the charter if they felt that it was something that they wanted to do at that time. Okay. So it doesn't limit what they can do. So it's the addition of the word minimum. It would allow them to review the specific items as outlined by the council, as well as others that they deem fit. Interesting. So real quick, who is on this commission? How do you even get appointed? Is there an election? Do you get here, I don't know. <laughs> How does that work? Like, is it citizens? Like, who is on this commission? It is just like our other boards and commissions. Members of this commission must be a resident of a resident of the city of Rowlett. Okay, and they are an ad hoc committee, which means they are appointed for this purpose for this time period only. Gotcha. And then once they're done, they're done. They're done. Okay. And then when the next time comes up, then council will appoint another one. Interesting. So, How many people are usually sit on that commission? Is it very? It does vary. Okay. From seven to nine. I th- actually, I think I don't know offhand. I'd have to look specifically, but it may be stated in the charter that they'll appoint so many. Gotcha. Okay. In fact, it might. I don't know it by heart. <laughs> what? Really? Oh, I, know. I know, Laura. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so remiss in my duties. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I'm like, wait, who is on the commission? So, <laughs> so proposition, is that it for proposition E? It you is. You to move to F, our final one. Our F as in F- friend. <laughs> F as in finale. <laughs> <laughs> so this one also deals with the Charter Review Commission and the appointment and their term. So the way the charter is currently stated, they shall be appointed and not serve for more than six months. Okay. Well, there's a lot for them to review. There's a lot of external research, research among other cities and what their charters say, what state law says. So it takes a lot of time. So unless they're looking at one specific thing, they they may need more time to Mm. make that review. So what they're recommending was to change that six months to no more than 12 months. So it would give them time if needed to make that review a more robust review and then make those final recommendations to council. Okay. Good to know. So that's (laughs) it on the amendments. It is. Okay. Is there any frequently asked questions that you want to address that you've gotten? Maybe that we can address (laughs) right now, right here for everyone. (laughs) Sure. So one of the big questions is, you know, where do I vote? things of that nature that can all be found on the website and we'll go we'll give those specific details as we wrap up right but where do I vote and we're going to next be talking about city council so one of the big questions that we get calls on is who is my city council member right well the city of Rowlett has seven members of council 
the mayor, and places one through six. Mm. All members of council are elected at large, which means they do not represent a specific geographic area of the city. They represent all of our residents all over the city, and all of our residents are able to vote for each member. So that's what makes Rowlett different. So the place numbers are just for distinction. They're not geographic. Gotcha. So if you're a resident of Rowlett, you have seven elected officials working specifically for you. Yeah, it's an interesting because when I first moved here, coming from Dallas, because we don't, it's very different. So I'm like, it well, is. I get to vote for every one of them, and they <laughs> you have do. they have all of our interests in mind, not just their certain zones, which I think exactly. is really interesting. I have a question. So going back to the amendments, can someone? Do you have to vote yes on all of them on the ballot, or can you vote for some yes and no? How does that work? <clears throat> Excuse me. They used to be numbered on the ballot, Mm -hmm. but the state legislature felt that that might give an impression of prioritization. And so they changed it to where now they are lettered. Okay. So each one, A through, will ask you for or against. And so you may vote for all six. Okay, great. Good. I just want to make sure it's not like a check yes or no for all of them. It's not an all or nothing thing. So you can go in and pick which one you are for or against. Correct. Great. Okay, well, let's transition into, so we've talked a lot about the amendments. Thank you so much. And we'll have information where you can find that on our website. There's a webpage on Rowlett.com. So let's talk about the general election happening on May 6th too. So (laughs) the general election is actually for city council places. And that is done on a cycle. So one year you will have four members of council, the mayor and places two, four, and six. The next, which was last year. Right. And then the next year is places one, three, and five. And then the third year is an off year for city council. Okay. So this year, as I mentioned, is places one, three, and five. We have two candidates for each position. So for council member place one, we have Brian Gallowardi and Deborah Debbie Bobbitt. For place three, we have Chris Kazar and Elisa Bowers. And for place five, we have Michael Shupp and Brownie Sherrill. Great. So that's actually the order that you'll see them on the ballot. Okay. And again, you could vote for one or for none. And then do you have a recommendation on where you can find more information about these candidates? I've, I've heard there is a candidate forum coming up. There is. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That's actually being, uh, Sponsored by the Rowlett Area Chamber and Visitor Center. Let's say that one more time. It's sponsored by the Rowlett Chamber. It's sponsored yes. and conducted by the Rowlett Area Chamber and Visitor Center. They conduct a candidate forum each cycle. And this one is Thursday, April 13th at 7 p.m. at First Christian Church on Miller and Chisa. And we will be streaming it live on our Facebook page. We are not the official host. We just host it on our Facebook page. There's a distinction there. It's providing information to our residents so they can make an educated decision when they go to the ballot. Is there anything else that you want to touch on about this general election? Well, there will be several items on the ballot. Right. Uh, It would be great to prepare yourself before you go to vote. We have... um, 
lots of places where you can find that information. You can go to your county's election department website. They will have a sample ballot there for you to view. You can go to the City of Rowlett webpage, rowlett.com. We have a lot of information there. Call our office call the Action Center. The one number you need to know for the city. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 972-412-6100. And we'll be glad to give you, provide any answers for questions that you may have regarding voting. In order to vote at this upcoming election, you must be registered by April 6th. That's coming up, (laughs) y'all. Very soon. And that's not only to become a first-time registration, but to also update any name changes that you may have had. Congratulations, if that's the case. And to update your address in case you've moved. Welcome to Roulette. And so it's a great opportunity not only to be involved in your city, Mm -hmm. but it's the one chance, one of the several chances for you to have your voice heard is by voting. Right. So deadline to register to vote, April 6th. And then we have early voting. Also, I mean, this month is flown. Where has this year gone? <laughs> I I'm know. like, what? We're already talking about April. So early voting is from April 24th through May 2nd. And you have to vote in the county you live in. So I know Rowlett, there is that split where some people do live in Rockwall County and there's mm-hmm. some that live in Dallas. So you definitely check where your count, what county you're in. Right. <laughs> but you could only vote within those like the the voting location. So you can only vote within the county that you actually live in. So That's correct. We have the main one in Rockwell County, I believe, is the Rockwell County Library. So mm-hmm. if you live there, you can go there. And then for Dallas County residents, I mean, there's several. I mean, if you work in Dallas, you can go vote somewhere in actual the city of Dallas. Absolutely. And that's one of the great things that the counties have done in establishing those vote centers is that no matter where you are at that time, you can go to one of those Right. voting locations. But the one specifically here in Rowlett will be at the City Hall Annex. Okay. And where it typically is. Yes. And so we welcome our Dallas County residents back. And as you mentioned, the one in Rockwall County. But again, any early voting location in your county, you're able to go to. Yes. And you won't miss it because there'll be several signs out on City Hall. So you will not miss where to go. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. And, how, then, so, and just real quick, yeah. how long does it take to vote? It takes as long as it takes you to show them your ID card. They give you your ballot. You go to your station, you do your votes, you turn in your ballot, and then you're on your way. Will I get a sticker? Only if you are smiling and nice. (laughs) (laughs) But I bet bet even if you weren't, they would give you a sticker. Oh, okay. Yes, you showed up. That's awesome. Okay, so that's April 4th, or excuse me, April 24th through May 2nd. And there are some Saturday, and I think Dallas County will also have a Sunday day option to go vote. Yes, Dallas County has every day through that time frame. However, Rockwall County is closed on Sundays. Right. So if you can't make it during the weekday, show up on the weekend. And May 6th is a Saturday as well. So <laughs> that's if you right. don't make it to early voting, <laughs> election day is May 6th. That's right. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., You've got all day. I would encourage early voting, but if you don't, some people are are tried and true and hardliners that election day is election day and that's when I'm going to (laughs) vote, which is perfectly fine. Yes. (laughs) And then the the annex, so the annex for everyone who doesn't know, it's right behind our city hall building. Mm -hmm. So is the annex going to be open that day? It will not. Okay. The annex will not be an election day location. Gotcha. But right across the street 
at Coyle Middle School will be, along with five other four other school locations around the city. Great. And it's the, the ones that we typically have for Dallas County. For Rockwall County, the county library, as well as one of the closest locations is the center at Rockwall Place, will Great. also be on election day. And again, you can find all this information online. We'll link that in the show notes. You don't have to search far and wide for right. it. So yes, or rallet.com slash vote. Thank you, Drew, for changing the, <laughs> changing the slide for us. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to mention on this before we wrap up? Just, we have tens of thousands of registered voters. Oh, nearly 40,000 now. Wow. And it would be great to see those numbers of voters who actually show up and vote, mm-hmm. it would be great that we have voters. Yes. We have so many people who are involved in our city. They're so invested in what goes on in our community. And this is really one of the ways that they can, again, make their voice heard and help us conduct the business for them. Yes. Well, thank you, Laura, so much for being, I know, round of applause. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for, t- you You are a busy woman, so thank you. I don't know how you do it all. <laughs> I have a great office staff. You do. Yeah, shout out to the Action Center team. That's shout right. out to the deputy city, is that the title, deputy city secretary? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to email us at buildingourfuture at rowlett.com. Like I said, you can visit rowlett.com slash vote, or you can also learn more at rowlettbond.com. That is all I have for you today. There is so much information in this episode and in the show notes. So definitely check out those links. Thank you for educating us, Laura, and have a great day. Thank you. And vote Rowlett. Vote Rowlett.